Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 52 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Acts chapter 22 today and our focus is on racism in the Bible, Paul's testimony and trances. Yes, I said trances. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Midland, Zimbabwe, Maharashtra, India, Ontario, Canada, Tampa, Florida, and Springfield, Illinois. Thank you all for listening and joining us for this show that is focused on daily Bible reading and discussion. Our website is Bible2021.com. Please go there and leave us a message or a question if you'd like. Also, I would encourage you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Just look up our show, Bible2021.com, and leave us a review, hopefully a positive review. That would be awesome. Well, three topics today, so we better jump straight into it. First, because I really like things in the Bible that kind of uh, blow up our own internal theology. Here's a good question for you. Does God speak to people in trances? That sounds a little like mysticism or something uh, out east, right? Except that, yes, according to the Bible, God does indeed, at least sometimes, maybe rarely, speak to people in trances. Consider Acts twenty-two seventeen. Paul says, after I returned to Jerusalem and was praying into the in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw God telling me, hurry up and get out of Jerusalem quickly because they will not accept your testimony about me. And for the record, Paul's not the only one. Happens in the Old Testament. Happened to Peter. Second question, is there racism in the Bible? And the answer is, you'd better believe there is plenty of it. Now, before you get too upset, let me explain. Nowhere does the Bible ever advocate or support racism. See my book called The Bible in Racism for a deeper discussion of this kind of thing. In fact, the Bible is squarely opposed to racism in every form and from every direction, but some of the people in the Bible are racists. Well, don't believe me? Check out a whole big group of them in today's passage. In verse 21, Paul is explaining his calling to a group of hostile Jewish people, talking about how God said, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Verse 22 says, they listened to him up to this point. Then they raised their voices, shouting, wipe this man off the face of the earth. He should not be allowed to live. As they were yelling and flinging aside their garments and throwing in dust into the air. Now, can you picture that ridiculous scene? This group of Jews, upon hearing Paul say that God sent him to share about Jesus with the Jew, the Gentiles, non-Jewish people, they throw a hissy fit, as we say in the South, or a tantrum, yelling, shouting, threatening, hollering, throwing their clothes around, and tossing dust into the air? Hello, some of us have allergies. It sounds like a bunch of out-of-control and massively immature three-year-olds. Hey, no offense if you're a three-year-old. Normal three-year-olds do not even behave that way. It just kind of shows you the folly and foolishness of racism, the hatred and anger that it can produce in a person. Now, by the way, lest you think that I'm coming down on the Jewish people here, please let me remind us that practically everybody in the Bible, with a few exceptions, are Jewish, including Jesus, Paul, Peter, David, Moses, etc. Now, some of these Jewish people are heroes of the Bible, some are the villains, and you know, some are kind of in between. So, yes, there's quite a bit of racism in the Bible, including here. 
One group of Jewish people does not want any sort of good news brought to the rest of the world, and I praise God for that other group of Jewish people that obeyed Jesus and carried the gospel to the Gentiles like you and me. Well, let's go read our chapter, and afterwards we're going to discuss one more topic related to Paul's testimony. Acts chapter 22, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Brothers and sisters, listen now to my defense before you. When they heard that Paul was addressing them in Aramaic, they became even quieter, and he continued, I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city, educated at the feet of Gamaliel, according to the strictness of our ancestral law. I was zealous for God, just as all of you are today. I persecuted this way to the death, arresting and putting both men and women in jail, as both the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify about me. After I received letters from them to the brothers, I traveled to Damascus to arrest those who were there and bring them to Jerusalem to be punished. As I was traveling and approaching Damascus about noon, an intense light from heaven suddenly flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And I answered, Who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, the one you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but they did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. And I said, What should I do, Lord? And the Lord told me, Get up and go into Damascus, and there you will be told everything that you have been assigned to do. Since I couldn't see because of the brightness of the light, I was led by the hand by those who were with me and went into Damascus. Someone named Ananias, a devout man according to the law, who had a good reputation with all the Jews living there, came and stood by me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. And in that very hour I looked up and saw him, and he said, The God of our ancestors has appointed you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the words from his mouth, since you will be a witness for him to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now, why are you delaying? Get up and be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on his name. After I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw him telling me, Hurry and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. But I said, Lord, they know that in the synagogue after synagogue I have had those you who believed in you imprisoned and beaten, and when the blood of your witness Stephen was being shed, I stood there giving approval and guarding the clothes of those who killed him, and he said to me, Go, because I will send you far away to the Gentiles. They listened to him up until this point. Then they raised their voices, shouting, Wipe this man off the face of the earth. He should not be allowed to live. As they were yelling and flinging aside their garments and throwing dust into the air, the commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks, directing that he be interrogated with the scourge to discover that reason they were shouting against him like this. As they stretched him out for the lash, Paul said to the centurion standing by, Is it legal for you to scourge a man who is a Roman citizen and is uncondemned? When the centurion heard this, he went and reported to the commander, saying, What are we going to do? For this man is a Roman citizen. The commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, he said. The commander replied, I bought this citizenship for a large amount of money. But I was born a citizen, Paul said. So those who were about to examine him withdrew from him immediately. The commander, too, was alarmed when he realized Paul was a Roman citizen and he had bound him. The next day, since he wanted to find out exactly why Paul was being accused by the Jews, he released him and instructed the chief priests and all the Sanhedrin to convene. He brought Paul down and placed him before them. So, final 
topic. Why did God save Paul and appoint him to like a really, 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 really crucial ministry? Think about that question for a minute. Paul was an enemy of Jesus, just as zealous in his persecution of the church of Jesus as these racist Jews were zealous in their condemnation of good news for the Gentiles. In fact, as we are told here, it was Paul that was at Stephen's murder, who the first Christian martyr, legitimizing and giving approval to his death. And yet Jesus seeks him out, not the other way around. What a wonderful testimony of the grace of Jesus, right? Well, in closing here, Spurgeon with some powerful words on Paul's testimony. And he said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. Spurgeon says there's something very characteristic about Jesus' answer to Saul's question. He did not say, It is hard for me, although he was himself persecuted in his members and he felt intense sympathy with him. But Jesus did not dwell upon that, but he said to Paul, It's hard for you. There was much pity in that rebuke. Saul was like a bullock that had been pricked by the sharp ox goad, and that kicks against it, and so is hurt all the more. Our Lord knew what sorrow it would cause Saul in the years to come, for he would never cease to lament that he had persecuted the disciples of Jesus. What surprise filled the soul of Saul when he perceived that the Nazarene whom he had hated was really divine? Little had he dreamed of persecuting the Son of God. He thought he was crushing out a troublesome imposter. O Lord, open the eyes of any other sincere bigot who may be persecuting your cause without knowing it to be thine. Amen to that. Well, friends, let's close with our Bible verse of the month for February, Acts 9.31. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Amen. Well, friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Good day to you and Godspeed.